0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Radio Free HPC. This is where we talk about supercomputing, high-performance computing, and other technology topics. I'm Dan Olds, joined as always by my co-host, Henry Newman from Seagate Government Solutions and Shaheen Khan from X. Now let's get to the show. Dan Olds here, live in Germany, Frankfurt, the home of ISC-19, and we're recording this... Uh, dual continent with Henry and Shaheen back in the States. How you doing, guys?
1: All right, Dan. How are you?
0: I'm good. Doing great, Dan. Nice afternoon for you guys. Of course, late night for me. That's just the way it goes, though. But uh, we have our hands on the top 500 list, and we want to break it down for you on this call, as we do every year. So either one of you guys, jump ball. What's struck oh, well, Actually, most?
2: Dan, we do it twice a year.
0: We, that's right. We do do it twice a year. That's right. Not, okay. from Euro,
1: not from Europe, though. From Europe, we do it once a year.
0: Yes. So, okay. jump, so. jump ball. Jump ball. Who wants to uh, dive in with what they thought was most interesting?
2: I, I okay. have two. Uh, go for it. Go ahead, Sheen. No, go, Sheen. Uh, <laughs> after you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 65
1: new systems in 2019. So of the 500 up there, 65 of them are new. That's pretty good, that's, more than 10%.
2: That's a big turnover. That is a big turnover. I it think the, the comment I had was I was very happy to see that uh, the investment in science in the United States and the Frontier came in at number five at uh, TAC. And um, I, I, I'm really happy about that.
1: Yes, of one. course, of the top 10, uh, U.S. science is showing up pretty well.
2: Uh, yes.
0: The thing that jumps out at me is that when did Roadrunner hit the first petaflop? 2008. Now, every system on the top 500 is at least a petaflop. So,
1: petaflop is the price of entry now. That's also very good.
0: And that's what, 11 years?
2: Well, but Dan, how fast? Look at, look at what uh, a CPU can do in terms of teraflops compared to. Yeah then to now so if you just count the number of CPUs that were used in, in Roadrunner um, you know I, 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 don't, I haven't done the calculation but I don't think it's that big a, de- you know, a difference. Well,
0: it would be interesting mm. to see how long it took from first uh, teraflop until the entire list was teraflop. I would suspect it took significantly longer
1: Yeah, I think I Jack Longara w- has that in his slide deck and, and tracks it.
0: I, I would think agree he with has that it in his wallet <laughs> and Pull it out and show it to you.
1: Yeah. So the other thing is, there are twenty-six countries represented. Uh, wow. Somehow, I didn't do the I didn't do the comparison with the with the last ones, but that feels smaller number than before. Uh, I think it may be because the the big guys, China and the U.S., uh, maybe have edged out some of the other ones who would have showed up.
0: Well, when when table stakes are a pedaflop. Yeah. That's well, a and, big number. And, and,
2: and we noted that Lenovo uh, has a lot of systems on the list. Yes. And they're all running uh forty gigi. Um which
1: or even ten gigi. in a come, yeah.
2: In some of them, yeah. some yeah. of the older ones. So the real question is, you know, and we can argue about it, is that really an HPC system or is that just somebody put a system together and so there are stuff.
1: certainly a lot of what I call accidental supercomputers on the list. They've never done a floating point. Yeah, I mean, they've never done a floating point in their life, but they could. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, if, you, and if you run Limpac on it, well, then they look great. Uh, there are a bunch of, quote-unquote, internet companies on the list. Yes. And it's hard to tell exactly what they do. Uh, they probably do some floating point, but not HPC.
0: I don't think they're running open foam. <laughs> I just don't get that sense.
1: No, no. But
2: they could so, be running TensorFlow. They could.
0: You
1: never know. Yeah. Yeah. TensorFlow is, is. is demanding, though. Yeah.
2: It I is. Understand, so, but, yeah. But I mean, so, and, you know, I don't know if you need as much interconnect bandwidth for things like that that you do for, uh, you know, HPC systems where you've decomposed the problem and you've got to move data around, mem- you know, in different memory locations.
1: Well, my question is how many apps actually don't fit inside one node?
2: Uh, get a bigger node.
1: Exactly. And if you do, then you don't need an interconnect at all because the whole thing is running inside the node.
2: Yeah, you need, you need an interconnect to get the data out and in.
1: So I.O., yeah, not, not inter-process communication, yeah.
2: Yeah. So you're back to the so China.
1: Yeah, so China has 219 systems. The United States has 116, so it's no longer a competition. And it was a couple of years ago. And then number three is Japan at 29. So really a precipitous drop from 219 to 116 to 29. The next one is France at 19. The United Kingdom at 18. uh, Germany at 14.
0: Yeah, and that's fine. That's Uh, all well and good. The Netherlands has 13. Canada's got... But look at the performance. Ireland has... Ireland
1: has 13, yeah. uh, and Netherlands, and, and both of those are really pretty impressive for their size. Uh, and then from there on, it kind of goes down to, you know, eight for Canada, et cetera, et cetera.
0: But take a look at uh, the performance, uh, the RMAX share.
1: True, that's a different story.
0: Yes. That's a pretty big lead on our part, but it's on the backs of probably two machines, three machines.
1: Uh, that is Correct. That is correct.
0: Well, that's what happens if you focus on the top 20,
1: top 10, and you have presence there.
0: Yeah. I yeah. have a so prediction.
1: When you look at vendors, you mentioned vendors. Oh, wait, uh, wait a minute. hold. What, did you say? what were you
0: saying, Henry?
2: I have a quick, I have a prediction while we're on the subject. I predict, predict that the next supercomputing, uh, the Chinese will be, have taken notice of this, and there will be a, uh, they, they'll get one or two in the top 10 more. So by yep. November, yep,
1: I would agree with that. I would make the same bet. Yeah,
0: top ten or top five?
1: Top five.
2: I I'd, I'd say both, Dan. Wow. I would
1: say both as well. Yeah,
0: that's some aggressive machine building. Yeah, yep. yeah. So so on systems on
1: vendors, Lenovo one hundred seventy-five, Sugon uh, Inspur seventy-one. Sugon 63, uh, Cray 42, HPE 40, well, that will be combined soon. Uh, so the combined HPE should look pretty good in November if the deal closes then. Uh, and those are the major players. Uh, IBM has 16 with power systems. Of course, a bunch of Lenovo systems are ex-IBM at some point, but maybe not, actually.
2: Not- uh, Dan, what did HPE have uh, a year ago? A year I ago. feel like We're about it had that. more. It did. It had a lot more.
1: But you have to remember, HP's market strategy, at least from the outside, seemed to be to focus on the bottom half of top 500.
2: Right, it's, it's Lenovo years, and,
1: and in that's Lenovo. where they've got. Yeah, exactly.
2: And uh, Lenovo and, and Inspur just, you know, are just having people run uh, Linpack on their systems so they can get on the list.
1: Exactly. So that's what that's where the competition has been intense and the Chinese have kind of pushed them out. It's only recently that HPE has really dialed it up for the real super high-end. And of course, now that they're acquiring Cray, that's even more uh, visible. Yeah, yeah. So as it relates to vendors, there are two others that are notable. There are two systems attributed to Intel, and there are four systems attributed to NVIDIA. In fact, there is one system that is kind of NVIDIA's internal system, the DGX variety, that shows up at number 22. Uh, you know, I've always said that these chip vendors are going to have to think about whether or not they're going to become a system vendor, and I'm just seeing that more and more on NVIDIA, and that's an incredibly transformative thing for the market. They're obviously acquiring Melanox, having more capability to build systems, uh, and that's a pretty important change in dynamics. Because all but, the but, system vendors
2: but,
1: have yeah, to now she, have a complicated relationship with NVIDIA as a supplier and a competitor.
2: Sheen, it, it's a lot diff, more. It's it's a big leap to go from uh, to be a suppo- a supplier and to building systems at this scale. It's a huge leap. Yep. Yep. And and they got to hire a lot of of those kind of people to go do it. So it, it's. Um, it's going to be a big challenge. Correct. But in
1: the spirit of predictions, that's where
0: I'm pointing to. HPE had 79 systems on the 2018 list. I just want to break in with that.
1: And now they're down to 40. Are you talking last November or last last June? June. Last June. June. Okay, so about half. Yeah, that's kind of what I remember. Yeah, That's quite the haircut.
2: Well... Or it, it's maybe not a haircut, or maybe it's just that uh, you know Lenovo and others are just having people you know put run this stuff on non-traditional HPC system.
0: Yeah, and that's well within the rules. Yeah. Now, along those
1: lines, there's one other system that's noteworthy, and that's uh, another NVIDIA-based system that's at Facebook. So this is the first time I see somebody like a Facebook show up on the U.S. side of things.
0: Uh, There's an AWS result in there, too, by the way.
1: Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah. So they're coming.
2: Yep, they are coming.
0: But I don't know what that really earned you. I mean, they've got an awful lot of systems. Okay, dur. Well, what it says is that... But you can't put them all together for um, one big honking system. Well, if you're
1: looking at a big cloud provider, what is a system? Right? Because in principle, you could go claim all of it. Yeah. At least within one physical data center, you could. So then, that totally becomes data center as a system concept that's been floating around for a while. And so that's another complexity. What is a system? What is a
2: system? Yeah, a yeah. system is defined as something that's interconnected. with even one gigi. <laughs> <So> <laughs> well, by exactly. The, by right. the definition yeah. here. So you know that's that's. You know, a problem. The rules maybe should change a little bit, but I don't think they are going to.
1: No. No. Okay, interconnects Uh, 271 giggies of various types, Uh, 125 InfiniBand, 49 OmniPath, and then about the rest, about 55, are custom and proprietary that includes various flavors of Cray interconnects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. So it's that's been a, kind of what we've been saying for a long time, that the bottom half is basically Ethernet. The upper half is where the real high-performance interconnects start.
2: And, 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 that, and that, among
1: that, IB has, uh, InfiniBand has about 50% of that upper half market, a quarter of it.
2: And and Shaheen, that's been true for, for a long time. Very long, long time. time. Yeah, so and it's not really changed. The only thing that's changed is we've gone from 1GIGE to... Yeah. You know, 40 gigabit. You know, we'll go to 100, but we that's not. I don't see that changing.
1: I don't either. I think, I think that flood is rising proportionally for all of them.
2: And and I would I would suggest there is a possibility if Ethernet continues on its path and continues with the software stack changes, it might get very close to, uh, to InfiniBand.
1: Uh, correct, correct. Now, what is happening, though, is that I, uh, you know, maybe you guys have better info than I, but I don't see as much focus on OmniPath at Intel as I did a couple of years ago. Uh, I do see significant focus on InfiniBand, especially now that they're going to be part of NVIDIA. On the other hand, that opens up a bit of a com- competitive thing, uh, so maybe some alternative technologies can show up. Uh, Cray with the slingshot system, now that they're part of HV, can certainly play a more independent interconnect role than it did before. So I think this area continues to be really, really interesting. Hmm. Accelerators. Looking Let's do at that.
0: Right now, uh, we had, it looked like 15,677,402 cores on the list, and that was in 2019 or excuse me, that was 2018. In 2019, it has dropped by about... Yes, it has.
1: Yeah. So when I looked at the current list, 367 systems out of 500 have no accelerators at all. Yeah. Uh, that seems more than it was before. 125 have one variety or other of NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Intel 5.0. Uh, is five now it doesn 't seem to be getting uh, emphasized these days, of course, and then Pesi has one, and then the rest are kind of custom types that show up in different places, usually in china so really, the big news is the vast majority at least majority if not the vast majority don 't have any accelerators, and those that do are are Nvidia now the recent uh Oak Ridge system that is top to bottom a m d is looking like it might make it more practical to use AMD as an alternative.
0: Mm-hmm. But we're down
2: 300,000 cores. On- the cores are more powerful. The cores are more powerful, Dan. And I think we had some, you know, machines, you know, that are, are had, you know, we only have one our machine. Didn't we have other? arm machines on before uh no no i think yeah. just one arm and the thing that the dirty little
0: secret here henry is that those arm machines can't use nvidia gpus nvidia oh, ha- that nvidia hasn't they... written a uh, cuda for arm
1: really is it the cuda thing or is it a hardware interconnect or some whatever cuda thing i see yeah they well we shall see because don't want uh... to get. Yeah, there will have to be alternatives to CUDA, too, because people are going to want to standardize. So that leads us to chips. There are 478 Intel variety of chips, so it's not even a competition. Uh, there are 13 IBM power systems. Okay, that's great. Now, some, some of those are really at the very top end, including, you know, one and two. So they're very notable, even though they're few. There's one Cavium. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two AMDs, and there are four Sparks that are left over. So, really, the game continues to be a Xeon Intel game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Intel Skylake has come along pretty quickly.
1: It has, that's right. That's right.
0: Um, And there's still a good shot of Slug of Broadwells out there, which makes me feel good because i got a Broadwell. Um, There's still six Sandy Bridges. Some big ones, huh? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I am glad, going back to the HPC manufacturer, it's still good to see Penguin Computing slugging it out. I did see that. Yeah. They have, what, how many systems? Nine systems. Yeah,
1: nine systems. Nice job.
0: Yeah. I mean, since APRO left, they're kind of the last of their tier.
1: That is a very, very good point, yeah. 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 Well, Bull is also there with 21, and I thought that they always kind of i put them in the same category since they're they're more like cluster builders right
0: yeah but they're sort of you know holding the carrying the french flag and they get a lot of business automatically i think like fujitsu would from the japanese government. and penguin doesn't have that that's
1: true that's true they're not a favorite necessarily
0: no no most favorite nation for them
1: that's right that's right
0: so they're just, yeah. uh, you know, paddling as hard as they can.
1: Yeah. And, of course, Fujitsu has 14, NEC has 5, Hitachi has a couple of systems together with Cray. And I'd be interested in what you hear about Post-K at ISC, because that looks like an interesting system as well.
0: hmm Who was I just talking to that to about that? Oh, it was you, Shaheen, I think. We're, we're knocking around Post-K.
1: Yes was the profound exchange, then it must have been me, right? That's what I'm thinking, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. one other thing. Uh, We obviously also need to look at green 500 and IO500 and HPCG, we didn't do that. The conjugate gradient, we didn't look at this time. Uh, But I wanna put a a plug in for the work that my colleague, uh, Steve Perrineau has been doing with his Crypto Super 500. So he's uh, looking at, and and of course, you know, in our in our little consulting firm, we we try to look at blockchain and cryptocurrencies and a bunch of other technology trends. So back in November, he launched the Crypto Super 500 list. There aren't 500 entries on it, but at some point there will, will be perhaps. Uh, so the second edition was released last Friday, and it basically shows what mining pools are pulling in how many Bitcoins and Ethereums and Zcash's and what coins they're mining and in what country they are. And the gist of it is that Bitcoin and Ethereum continue to lead. China and the United States continue to lead. And the amount of dollars, the you know, the market cap basically for these mined coins is, you know, on the order of uh, half a billion dollars. So it's pretty, pretty good.
0: Yeah. Huh. Uh, you know, there is something kind of cool about the HPCG though, is that we're finally getting some systems that are breaking into teraflops instead of gigaflops.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Oh wait a minute! You guys hear that sound? The sound oh, of a boats boat again on the sea. That can only mean one thing. It's time for our catch of the week.
1: Catch of the week. I've got one.
0: What do you got, Gene? Uh, well,
1: this is also crypto again. Uh, Facebook uh, had announced that they're going to have a cryptocurrency that is going to allegedly represent a basket of currencies. They've been working with various companies to get, uh, to get sponsorships, and presumably it's going to be announced uh, in the next couple of weeks. So that, regardless of how it gets implemented, whether it's centralized or whether it's even crypto or not crypto, although you know every, everybody expects that it will be, Uh, It's huge. This will have a giant impact on cryptocurrency because they've got the reach, they've got the global presence, they've got the wherewithal. And, you know, depending on how you analyze it, you could see this as a global coin that is uh, emerging uh, with a platform behind it uh, that can make it uh, successful and, and drive adoption. Uh, so generally, it's good news for the crypto community because it validates it, but uh, also changes a whole bunch of uh, the dynamics there. So that's
0: noteworthy. Hmm. I guess that's noteworthy in your little universe, Shaheen. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not noteworthy in mine. Not in <laughs> mine not, because yeah, Shaheen. Not yet.
0: I've got a moon above me right now that has a mysterious mass found beneath a crater that is five x the size of Hawaii's largest island. They don't know how they got there. They don't know what it is. Uh they could could have been an asteroid doing it. It's metal. We know that. And it's uh 186 miles under the solar system's largest crater. So I mean wow. I know the three of us are thinking exactly the same thing. Totally. Eric von Donegan and his his um astronauts from the past
2: ancient astronauts <laughs> ancient astronauts remember that, that Eric was...
0: von Gondigen, or yeah, his name was was?
2: Called... you brought it back to me dan i completely forgot about that <laughs> what was his phrase <laughs> for... <laughs>
0: for that it was uh chariots of chariots of the gods chariots of the gods it's true henry it's true i went and saw that movie when i was a kid
2: so it's got to be true it i got i got a quick in. i got a quick one And we'll we'll talk more about this later. All of Target's registers are out nationwide, and no one's saying what it is. But since I was part of the Target hack before, it'd be interesting to find out what caused this.
0: Wow, that's big.
2: So when you say their
0: registers are out, you mean they're shut down today? Correct. (laughs) About
2: noon noon central is what I I heard.
1: Oh, my God. Wow.
2: So get out. It's, It's all over the news. Wow. Huh. So that sounds that sounds target uh, the headline here is t- target checkout registers malfunction across the US. Uh in some places employee blocked doors into the stores. Wow. This is so, on the heels of what 3 4 years ago when they had that huge exploit. Don't know if it's somebody making a mistake or a machine going down or uh nefarious
0: I'm going to go ahead and put my money on the roulette wheel under nefarious. We'll see. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to probably let nefarious ride a few times around the, <laughs> around the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pretty good feeling we're talking nefarious, nefarious, nefarious. Yeah. And you're the we'll one see. that always brings us into this
2: nefarious land. I'm
0: Very uplifting.
2: Very uplifting. It's all, saying, always encouraging. Yeah, I'm in the, on the fence. I'm what, on the fence in this one.
0: What? Well, yeah, in but what have you ever brought unalloyed, unalloyed good news to
2: us? Not really. I haven't done any good news ever. I'm not, I'm not, real, not really in favor of good news.
0: In 300 yeah. and how many shows? 325. Yeah, you've never said something nice or good once. But <laughs> well, you
1: know, uh, Dano, the good news is obvi- obvious. Sometimes it's uh, you know, no, no point dwelling on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course, you yourself, if you if you include your rants, uh, your ratio goes way down.
0: <laughs> True, but I yeah, I brought us the Eric von Donegan thing the sure? of the and, gods. On that, and on that and no gentlemen i think we ought to close this <laughs> that's a good idea okay on that uh truly righteous note of celebrating a great great educator and a fantastic research scientist eric bond Donigan, uh may he rest in peace We'll go ahead and call this an episode of Radio Free HPC. Uh, Glad we can give you a preview of what's happening in the top 500. Uh, Shoot us an email every once in a while and tell us what you want us to cover. Or don't. We'll just keep doing the same old crap. Thanks again for listening, um, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. And as a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology. Thank you for listening.